The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome to the Mindspo podcast. My name's Rochelle Fox. I am your host, and today we are deep diving inside of my mind for another solo episode. I'm really excited about this episode because it's a topic that I didn't think I'd ever really talk about on the podcast, but there is a filter that has been going around on TikTok, and I'm sure you've seen it. And it's this filter that when you use it, you see your face now, and then you also see your face and what it would look like when you age. And when you see this aged version of you, you see a face that has frown lines, pigmentation, jaws, eye bags, like the whole grandma and grandpa package. Like it is a grandma and grandpa aesthetic. And it's actually got a lot of people freaked out. Now, while I'm not in any kind of hurry to look old or to get old, it's actually been brought to my attention many, many times in my life that I have somewhat of a weird and abnormal view on aging. I know this because whenever the topic of aging is brought up or whenever people talk about becoming a grandma or a grandpa or anything like that, they hear what I think and they're like, what the fuck, Rochelle? And I get so many questions about it because getting old, like becoming grandma Rochelle, that makes me like super freaking excited. I am really, really, really excited to become an old person. And I mean, like really excited. It is something that I have been looking forward to since I was a teenager. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I have vision boards of myself in old age. I actually have these boards on my Pinterest called The Souls. And they're just basically filled with beautiful photos of old people. And it has a vision of the property that I'm going to have with all my farm animals and my dogs and the eccentric style that Sol and I are going to share. And I'm going to have a meditation center and somewhere where I can just sit and talk all day to anyone that wants to come and hear me speak. Grandma Fox, Grandma Fox in my mind. And this vision that I have painted for myself is going to be badass. Like I'm going to be a badass old wise woman with a whole lot of attitude who really loves to have a lot of fun. Now, I'm aware that most people apparently don't think like this or are scared of aging. So I want to break down my mindset around this today, inspired by this filter that's been freaking everyone out. And I really hope that this podcast episode makes you less scared about aging and more excited about the privilege of being on this big, beautiful blue planet for as long as humanly possible. Because as I always say, you only get one shot at you. You only get one shot at baby you. You only get one shot at kids you. You get one shot at teenagers 
teenage you, 20s you, 30s you, 40s you, 50s you, 60s you, 70s you, 80s you, 90s you, 100 and beyond, it is all you and you only get to do it all as you once. So you got to make the most of it. With all that said, let's dive into this episode around accepting, embracing and moving through aging. So my first mindset that has really helped me when it comes to aging is installing what I like to call is the best is yet to come mindset. Now, this one is really, really huge for me because I don't buy into this concept that we're kind of sold of the good old days. When it comes to my life, I am always believing that the best is yet to come. Sure, I have had many times in my life that to some would feel like the good old days. There are times that I reflect on and feel good about. Growing up in the 90s, like that is something that was so cool. There were no smartphones. It was super free. I loved the fashion and the style back then. But I believe the best is always yet to come. Like my life is only ever getting better and it is going to continue to get better till the day I die. And so many people don't have this mindset. So many people romanticize the good old days and they're never actually present in the now. They're never actually living in the moment. They're always reminiscing. They're always going back. Similarly, I think you can also do this with manifestation. If you get too focused on the future, you can be living in this I'll be happy when mentality. And I believe it's all about finding balance. It's all about finding the middle way. Yes, you can look back on your life and reflect and and feel good about the past and you can romanticize and dream about the future and visualize and manifest but at the end of the day your life is happening in the now and if you have this mindset that the best is yet to come it is only ever getting better and this moment right now this moment right now is where the magic happens then I believe you will live a really fruitful and abundant and joyful life. My second tip that has really helped me is to create an abundant vision for your future. Create a vision of yourself as a grandma or a grandpa and really feel into the abundance that you have created for yourself. If you're on a personal growth journey, you are currently investing in yourself. I'm sure you're investing in yourself spiritually, mentally, physically, like you are wanting to improve. You're wanting to get better every single day. And the thing about investing in yourself is that it will compound over over time. And by the time you get to old age, hopefully you have invested in yourself so much that you've been able to create abundance for yourself. You've been able to create freedom of time, of money, of energy, of everything that you want. So really think about this version of yourself, 50, 60, 30, however many years you want to visualize from now, living in abundance, not living in lack, not living in scarcity, not living in loneliness. No, living in abundance, living in community, living in connection, living with nature, living a more slow and mindful life and having the time and the freedom to do that because you've been investing in yourself. This is the vision that I have for myself. I am really constantly thinking about this abundant vision of my future. And I have all of this in the Pinterest board, like I mentioned to you. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite things about Pinterest is obviously Pinterest is an algorithm. And when you get on old people Pinterest, when you get on old people Pinterest, it is such a vibe. It is so wholesome, so beautiful, so romantic. It makes my heart sing. There are so many beautiful, heartwarming photos of elderly people. And I have so many of these pinned on a board. And it's my favorite board to look through because it is just a board that 
fills me with so much love and so much appreciation and so much excitement to get to this stage of life. So allow yourself to visualize this older version of you and realize that you're going to get there at some point. So why not start visualizing it now and start visualizing it with positivity? Start visualizing it with a little bit of romance, with happiness, with joy. It doesn't have to be this lonely, sad, depressing time in your life. This can be a really beautiful time, but you're the one that has to make the vision and the decision to see it as a beautiful time. My third tip is to decide to start things now that you will only get better with with age. A little bit of a story time for this tip. I remember very vividly when I decided to quit the entertainment industry and to become a meditation teacher. And one of the biggest reliefs that I felt in that moment was that being a meditation teacher is something that I can be until I'm 100. This is something that I am only going to get better with with age. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, now I'm not a good teacher or that, you know, you become better at meditation as you age. No, I don't think you are better or worse at meditation, but I do believe there is wisdom that comes with age. There is knowledge. There is a deeper sense of peace and understanding of the world and a deeper acceptance. And I'm so excited personally to be in a career that is going to flow with me through all the different stages of my life that is going to evolve with me. And that is something that really excites me. Now, when I figured out that, I started asking myself, Like, what skills and hobbies do I want to improve upon? What skills and hobbies can I start now that maybe I might not be good at, that I'd be a complete beginner at, that would compound over time, that would improve over time? Skills like pottery, painting, dancing, writing. These are all things that maybe right now you suck at or you're not good at or don't come naturally to you. But think, if you started these skills now and you kept doing them for the next 40, 30, 50 years, think about how much you would improve with these skills. And then think about yourself in old age as that grandma or as that grandpa being a master potterer or being a skilled painter. I think sometimes we are so limited in our thinking. And just because we are the beginner at something now, we want to give it up because we don't think about the compounding time that we could put into something to actually become a master at it. So this is something that has really helped me get excited about aging. It's also really helped me get excited about starting new skills and starting new hobbies because I don't look at it in terms of, oh, if I start this thing, I need to be good at this straight away or within six months or within a year. It's no, I have a whole entire life. I have a whole entire lifetime to enjoy improving at this thing. And I really do think that our skills, our hobbies, the things that bring us joy, they're really just things for us and have a relationship with them and realize that the things that you start now, you can actually have a very long-term relationship with. And that's a really, really beautiful thing. My next tip is to realize that aging is inevitable and it is going to be whatever you believe it is going to be. Life is so much about perspective and you have to ask yourself, are you seeing things through a glass is half full lens or are you seeing things through a glass is half empty lens? 
This really goes into the law of attraction, the law of assumption, and just manifestation in general. If you believe that aging is going to be horrible, if you believe that this is going to be a time of poor health, of poor wealth, of loneliness, then that is what you are going to attract. That is what you are going to visualize in your head, and that is what you're going to send out to the universe. I don't have that vision of aging, which you can probably tell from this podcast. I have a very abundant, vibrant, exciting vision of aging, and that has made me so less scared of this chapter. So change your view with it, change your frame with it, and look out there in the world for examples of people that are thriving in old age. Look for people that are doing things differently, that speak positively around aging. Something that I've also done is I've followed older influencers or older celebrities or thought leaders, people that are in a different chapter to me. And that has allowed me to have a different perspective to realize that like life doesn't stop just because you turn 40 or 50 or 60. And just to have those influences of older people to really help you see that life keeps going and life can keep getting better, but you have to do the work to believe that it can keep getting better first. My next tip is around aging with grace. Now, I'm sure you've heard the term age with grace. This is a term that can mean many different things to many different people. To me, though, grace is all around kindness. And aging with grace is to age with kindness. And I think one of the best ways to age with kindness is to be kind to yourself by making your own aligned choices around aging and to be kind to others and their choices as well. Now, this brings me to my views around intervening with aging. So you can intervene with aging through many different ways. There are special diets, there's gua sha, there's vitamins, there's retinal creams, there's Botox, there's vitamin injections, there's fillers, there's laser, there's surgery. There are so many different ways that you can intervene with the physical appearance of aging. And I think it's really important to mention here that these options are not available to everyone. It is a privilege to age, and it is also a big privilege to be in a position to afford to intervene with aging. Now, everybody has different beliefs when it comes to this stuff, but here are mine. I am someone that has the belief that if it's your body, your money, your time, your risk, and you're not hurting anyone, then it is your choice. I am actually not against plastic surgery or any other kind of anti-aging treatments. I've personally gotten Botox before, and I'll probably play around with some rejuvenating lasers in my lifetime and other things that maybe I feel curious about. While I don't actually ever really document this stuff because I don't want to influence people to feel the need that they need any of this stuff, I don't have any shame around it. And I also don't hold any judgment to anyone of their own choices. And I think you can do whatever you want to do with your own body. I think something that's really important to think about is that our bodies are really the only thing that we actually own in this lifetime. You come into this world with your body and the only thing that you leave with, this is a thing that you own. So what a person chooses to do or not to do with their body once they become an adult, as long as they're not hurting anyone, is their own choice. Now, I wanted to bring up the topic of anti-aging on this podcast because 
obviously it's a huge part of the aging discussion, but I also feel like it's something that gets a lot of judgment. And I feel with women these days with this topic, especially like you are damned if you do and you are damned if you don't. And honestly, I just feel like it is another way that we divide each other, that we tear each other down, we judge each other. And I, I'm just really not a fan of kind of passing judgment on what other people do with their body, especially around this topic. I've had a lot of conversations with people on this topic. I've run many, many retreats, most of them all female retreats around self-love. So this topic has come up a lot and I've had roundtable discussions about it and I find it fascinating. So this brings me to a conversation I had on one of my retreats. So on one of my retreats, I had this amazing conversation with a mom. Now, this mom, she was incredible. She was like the light of the retreat and she was deeply spiritual. She was super tapped in and someone that had been doing the work and on a personal growth path and a spiritual path for many years. And she wanted to, you know, have a one-on-one chat to me around Botox and self-love and just like her experience with it. She had shared with me on this retreat that she'd birthed two kids and she'd been a full-time mom and her youngest had just gone to school, giving her what she described as her first free time just to do whatever she wanted to do for the first time in years. Now, she had navigated healing postpartum, struggling with her career and actually leaving her career to be a full-time mom. And at this point, right after this retreat, she was going back to study and study at university to start a new career. Now, she described to me that she felt great But at the same time, she also felt like she looked really tired. Internally, everything was great. She loved herself. She was so full spiritually. But externally, she was just dealing with this constant feeling and judgment, I guess, of herself of looking tired. She did all the gua sha and all of the natural things. She'd journaled on it. She'd meditated on it. She tried to just embrace it, push past it, tap on it, do all the things. For around six months, she was just on this like deep acceptance journey of just accepting where she was at and what she looked like. And then right before her 39th birthday and kind of before the retreat, she got some Botox for the first time in her life. And she told me that it gave her this oomph that she felt like she had lost over the seven years of her just being a full-time mom. Now, the reason she had told me all this is because she was really struggling with one of her friends. So one of her friends who was also deeply spiritual and just was on this similar life path to her had shamed her a lot, like a lot, a lot around her decision to get Botox. And this friend of hers wasn't a mom and she wasn't in the same position as her. And this friend had really strong, almost aggressive views on the kind of person she was now that she had done this. And there was just this divide that he had created in the relationship. Her friend had also started posting stuff on social media about it, just side angled about like being anti this. And it just it really put her in a spin. And she was discussing to me how, you know, as a woman, you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And personally for her, this decision had been really aligned and really right. And it wasn't something that maybe she was going to do forever, but she felt like it was part of her journey right now. She shared with me that getting Botox, it didn't help her love herself more. She already loved herself, but it helped her access this feeling that she felt like she'd lost after being a full-time mom. And the reason I wanted to bring this up and highlight this is I I think this is a, a common 
common thing amongst women. There's this book called Psycho-Cybernetics, all around self-image, that deeply explains the power that physical changes can have on our psyche when partnered with deep inner work and how these changes can help us feel better about ourselves and maybe help us shift into a, a different version of ourselves, which is what this woman was really describing to me was her experience. Now, I've learned through having an eating disorder myself, being a model in the past and going through like a physical evolution with my body, feeling like I wanted to change my body in order to love myself and that whole entire chapter. Like I've learned through that, that changing what you look like on the outside, it will not heal any kind of deep wounds or concerns that you have internally. If that is what you are trying to fix with a quick fix or a weight loss thing, like that won't work. These sorts of aesthetic things that we can do, they're more like band-aids. And unless we do the deep internal work, losing weight or getting a frown line frozen for a few months, that actually will not heal your deeper issues if there are one. And it's important to understand that. Self-love is not an external reflection in the mirror. It's a deep internal state that you can access within right now. And I just wanted to bring this up because I feel it's important to realize that you can change yourself and it, it can lead to you feeling a little bit better or give you a shift, but it has to be partnered with the deep work. I also don't believe that wanting to change yourself or parts of your life or your appearance means that you don't love yourself. I think that's very black and white thinking. And I believe we can have self-love for ourselves on a deep level while still wanting to change and shift. And that is okay. In my coaching and on my retreats, I look, I've had so many conversations with women around these topics, all with very, very different opinions. And I know listening right now, there are probably so many people with different opinions and that's okay. I, I don't live in a black and white world where one is right and one is wrong. I believe we can all have our different views and everything is different for everyone. I always personally just come back to the view that no one knows what is right for you other than you. No one will understand what is the right choice for you other than you. So listen to your gut and make choices for your life, for your body that are in alignment to you. Look, no matter what we do with our face or our body, we are all going to age. Like no one is escaping this. Youth doesn't last forever. So don't be attached to it. If you have the means to, yeah, you can slow it down, but for a price. But ultimately we have to accept the inevitable. And whether you accept that by slowing it down or letting it happen without any interference is completely up to the individual. For me, I think a sign of aging with grace is giving people the grace to do what they wish with their own bodies without judgment and giving yourself the grace to do the same. Focus on yourself and just do you. My next one is to stop focusing on what you lose in your looks when you age and instead focus on what you gain. So with age, you gain wisdom, memories, life lessons. If you're financially smart, you'll also gain more abundance, community, love. Look, there is so much to gain from aging, but I think we put all of this focus on this external picture of what we lose. Yes, youth is great and it's fun and it's amazing and I love being young and I'm so happy to be the age I am right now. But youth also comes with a lot of challenges. It comes with a lot of ups and downs. It comes with a lot of unknowns, tests. You're trying to figure out this life thing. You're trying to figure out who you are and 
youth is really confusing. I think like your 20s especially, it's like you just come out of school and you're an adult and you've got to figure out so many things and it can be so exhausting. I think there in life there is a season for everything and I think it's about finding joy in the season that you're in. For example, like I'm not a huge winter fan, but I love hot chocolate, cozy movies, snow, crisp cold air, staying inside, like layered sweats. Perspective is everything. And if we choose to judge something by the surface, we can feel down and out about it. If I just judge winter by the weather and the fact that I don't like cold, I would miss out on all of the magical things that I just mentioned. So I think we have to look at the deeper things that we will get in the season that we are going into and ask ourselves, like, how can we love this season? How can we accept this season? And how can we embrace it for everything that it brings? My next one is a fun one, and it is to choose some values that you want to grow into and some personality traits that you want to develop with age. For me, this one is specifically related to my partner and I's value on eccentricity. Like, I fucking love eccentric people. Like, you know those people that you meet that have a fully developed sense of personal style that are living in their own reality? I have installed in my mind this belief and this value that the older I get, the more eccentric I am going to get. And I also believe the older I get, the less I will care about what other people think. This is a big challenge of mine. I think I used to care way too much about what other people think. And I have installed a belief and a value in my head that the older I get, the less I'm going to care about what other people think. And let me tell you, ever since I installed that belief, the less I care, the older I get, the more I age, the less I give a shit about what everyone's thinking about me, what everyone's saying about me, what everyone thinks about me. It is such a powerful belief. And I look at older people and I just see that they are just fully being themselves. They're relaxed. They're just them. Like they're not pretending to be anyone. And I I think that is so refreshing. We can spend a lot of our young years trying to model and figure out who we are and try on all these different versions of ourselves. And I feel like with age, we come into ourselves. We come home to ourselves. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Being eccentric to me is something that I just love as well. And I want to be a really eccentric person. I want to be that eccentric meditation teacher at 80 that everyone that is also 80 is flying around the world to come and do a bougie cruise retreat with. I can totally see Mindspur retreats still happening at 80. I've said this actually on a few of my retreats. I have said to everyone there who is down for the self-love retreat at 80 the bougie self-love retreat like the self-love cruise and everyone is so on board and I just I want to keep doing the things that I'm doing now but with age and with wisdom and I'm excited about that and I want to be eccentric about that so I feel like being eccentric is a really cool value to develop and to romanticize in old age and I would encourage you to find a value find a personality trait that you are wanting to develop within yourself and know that you have a lot of time to do that. My final one is to think of life like a game. 
This helps me not only now, but it's helping me as I age. Now, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you will know that I look at life through the game frame. I see myself as a player and a character and life is a big game and I am in this cosmic show and I'm co-creating it. This just really helps me take the seriousness of life and just to have more fun and joy in the journey. When I think of life like a game, I think about how I'm only getting to be on the Rochelle Fox level playing the Rochelle Fox character for a certain amount of time. You get one shot at this game in this body at this life. So you gotta make the most of it. Aging, aging is part of the game. This earth game wouldn't be as fun if it lasted forever. And if we stayed the same forever, change, challenges, evolution, that's what makes this whole entire game interesting. So max out all the different chapters, max out all the different levels, max out being the character that you are at every single age, enjoy the journey and embrace it as you go. Ah, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, I'm really excited to get old. I'm excited to continue to do the things that I'm doing now in old age. I feel like I'm really just doing what I love. And I know a lot of people maybe listening aren't yet doing the things that they love and haven't yet found their passion and their purpose. And if that's you, know that you have time. You don't need to rush. This is a journey. I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to figure it all out. And God willing, you have so much more time on this beautiful planet to figure it out and allow yourself just to enjoy the journey and get excited about aging and aging with grace. Know that the best is yet to come. And I'm so excited to be with you on this journey with you through life. I really do see myself as a very eccentric, wise, wild old woman (laughs) with a podcast, running a retreat center, just doing all the things that I'm doing now. And hopefully I'll be doing them with you because you'll still be here with me because we're on this journey of life together, figuring it all out. And I definitely don't have it all figured out, but I hope this podcast helped you with figuring out a little piece of it. Anyway, sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations, and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic.